0: to off the record with randall jeremy the jj appreciation salary and the you know i was state could just sue you for using d they own the copyright to the now so special night man i i cannot tell y'all how excited i am about this <laughs> over the next month and a half kind of kind of killing some time to football season how he came up with this and i give him all the credit in the world He has set up a contest between me and the JJ Appreciation Society. We're going to do the top tag team in the wrestling. Well, over the next few weeks, we'll do that. Tonight, we'll do the NWA. Then we're going to do the WWE, then the WCW, then do the Independent Circle, which may be AWA, New Japan, ECW, just anybody we could come up that wasn't in there. I'm going to tell you real fast. And I'll let Jeremy tell you his side and then how you can take it over after this. I took this very serious, Jeremy. I, I probably spent five hours researching. And I'm so excited to do this. Um, I'm, 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 going to, I'm going to keep my list. I'm going to compile my list. And at the end of it, I think you'll be surprised who comes out on the top at the end. But you could be number two in the NWA but end up number one best tag team because I'm going to score it like you do a college football poll. If you're second in this one, you get nine points. And at the end of it, I'm going to total everybody's points up. And where you land, that's where you're at. I took fan, interaction, title, achievement, and a little bit of who did I like. If I didn't like you, you didn't get on my list. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> now, <All> right,
0: well, <laughs> me, what, what, what did you use?
1: Well, I can y'all hear me okay?
0: Yeah, I got
1: you. Okay, okay, I had a little trouble getting my ear, earphones to connect, so uh, yeah I listen, I didn't go that deep because um, at the end of the day, for me, uh, it didn't matter how many titles they held. Uh, it to me it was how did I feel?
0: That was a
1: lot of money. Now, now that was my main criteria. So, that even applies to if I hated them. Now, in retrospect, I can look and appreciate the fact that they were great heels, right? I, have,
0: I so, got at least six teams I hated on my list. So, I did that I hated.
1: Now, if and, they couldn't wrestle, if they couldn't wrestle, I mean, you know, if it was the monkeys or something like that, I <laughs> I'm probably I you know what I mean. They did their job, but but then they did do the job. But uh, I, I just I, I my main criteria because I, I I don't go as hardly as far back as you do, Randall. Because you know uh, early '80s. Well, I'm not saying that, but I don't go that far back. Early '80s forward. Is is kind of where where I'm at, so you know. Again, I don't have the extensive criteria that you do, but uh, I just go by. Hey, how you make me feel? <laughs> like Christian the other night, I hate him, but <laughs> that's great. <laughs> great promos,
0: and I love Jeff or Matt Hardy's line. Love it. Yeah. Um, you know the thing about it too, and then we'll turn it over to Howie. My list. I have probably three teams whose main time of fame was the 60s and 70s. So by doing oh, that it gives a little, a little different different look. And I will also tell you
2: well, I'll tell you right now I think Randall's randall's list will change before we get done with this uh, <laughs> intro.
0: There's,
1: there's he's dave lagreco when it comes to his list
0: <laughs> there's only one wrestler on my list i have not seen wrestle in public person one wrestler i hadn't seen in person wow so take it away howie cheney
2: Okay, what came up with this was us talking about wrestling a few weeks ago and uh, I got a phone call from Randall and I said, Hey Randall, I gotta let me throw something out at you. I said, I've got uh, I've got an idea. I said, You and Jeremy are probably the two most knowledgeable people with <laughs> wrestling that I know. I said, What about we do a top five of uh, singles competition, tag team competition, all that and before I even got that stuff out, Randy's like When are we going to do it? We're going to do it next week. You want to do it this week? He was excited about it. So I I actually changed it a little bit. Instead of doing top five, we're actually doing top ten. Ten through six is going to be honorable mention, kind of like. And then your five through one will be your top five teams. Uh, Ten through six will be kind of not really a discussion type deal, but five through one will be discussion, debating on whether or not they should be there or not. So, who wants to go first on their 10 through 6? Randy's so excited. Randy, you go first. 10 through 6.
0: Well, you shouldn't have limited me to 10 because the 10th place, I'll do my 10th and then we'll let Jeremy do it. (laughs)
2: That Uh, sounds good. Do your 10 through 6.
0: And I'll give you a little reason why. All the people that are in tied for tenth are probably known better as individual wrestlers, except one. And but they were great teams. My tie at number ten.
2: Oh, Randy, is- Randy, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on a second. Before we get started, this is NWA tag teams top ten. Yes, sir. Let, let everybody out there know exactly what we're doing. Just NWA top ten. We're
1: we're Go talking ahead. Jim Crockett Mid Atlantic.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I got out of that a little bit, but not far out of the South. I'll put it that way. <laughs> Number 10 from Mid-Atlantic Wrestling, a two-time World Tag Team Champion, uh, Jay Youngblood and Ricky Steamboat. Uh. Great babyface team back in the day that I love. Those are ones that Ricky Steamboat went on to a great success. Jay Youngblood, unfortunately, died very early and did not have that success. My number 10, I just couldn't kick them out of it because they they really should be my honorable mention. From the Double Cross Ranch in Amarillo, Texas, Dory Jr. Harry the <laughs> Funk Brother.
2: <laughs> so, am I hearing this right? You got two number 10s?
0: Yeah, I had a tie.
2: Hey, you got to <laughs> <had a> <laughs> uh, make it work somehow. <laughs> I had
0: 11 10s deserved to be on the list. So, my number 10 is a tie. Ricky Steamboat,
1: Jay Youngblood, and the Funk Brothers. Jeremy, go yeah. ahead. I can't argue. I, look, I I was thinking uh, of uh, Youngblood, Steamboat. I actually have Terry and Dory, uh, kind of on the outskirts right there. I have a, a longer list than ten, and I actually have Terry and Dory uh, on that list. So I, I mean, I can't, I can't argue that they are any higher. Uh, but they deserve to be right there in that neighborhood, they, they for sure. There. Yeah, I mean, and and you know, I I was very limited in my Terry and Dory Funk uh, viewing. You know what I'm saying? I know I watched some matches, and, and of course that was years ago. Uh, but I know the reputation. Of course, you know Terry being the more more popular of the two, but Dory was a great worker and kind of accented the, the, you know, so was Terry. But, you know, he was the more technical guy where Terry, you know, as we find out, <laughs> was the wild man of the two. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's pretty formidable.
0: Both held the NWA World Championship, and Dory held it for over four years. So
2: That's unbelievable. Yeah, you're, you're a 10. What's your number 10, Jeremy?
1: Uh, my number 10. Uh, you're going to laugh. And I really put it in here because I never watched them wrestle. But the Nature Boy Ric Flair and Greg the Hammer Valentine. <laughs> 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 I, I know they had some success as a tag team, uh, some limited success. But I do have to, I, it wouldn't be right if I didn't put him and Greg the Hammer. Of course, Greg the Hammer can, you know. We can, we, can, we can put him in any of the leagues, any of these that were, I mean, WWE, WWF. Yeah, I mean, but uh, I think that's a I, – I, I had to put them in there.
0: Yeah, if I was showing you on my notes, they got scratched off, but my original list when I was just brainstorming, they were one of my top ten.
2: So, some reason I, I got a feeling this will not be the only time we hear Rick Flair's name tonight, but anyway <laughs> – so <laughs> with uh, number nine,
1: Jeremy, give me your number nine. All right, so number nine, uh, and and I, you have to remember, I was a kid, uh, probably about eleven or twelve years old, so it was a big deal. Uh, managed by Paul Jones, the Warlord and the Barbarian. Now, I, I look, I lost my mind. When those two guys came out, and I won't reference the other tag team, but that feud was—I mean, that was—that was monsters against monsters. So, uh, Paul Jones, to me, a little bit underrated as a as a, a manager, uh, a little annoying, but he was a good heel manager, and you know, perfect for those guys because neither one of those guys could talk. Uh, they they went just extremely good on the microphone. So you have Paul Jones there. And, uh, dude, they had the look, man. I mean, those two, you know, and their career spanned. I don't think that they never won a, the tag team titles. However, tag team like that, they didn't need a title. Uh, they really didn't. And so I just remember the awe, awe, awe factor when I saw those guys. I was like, my
0: God, these guys are big.
1: Uh, so that's that's uh, that's number 10 or number nine. I'm sorry,
0: they are another team that got stretched off of my list, but I number my number nine. I'm going back to probably the oldest team on this list. I was a kid when I saw them wrestle together, and, but if you do history a little bit in 1960, they were the first team to hold the NWA tag team titles out of Chicago. They toured all over America as the world tag team champions. They filled Madison Square Garden, they filled Atlanta, they filled Chicago, they filled LA. Then famously, uh, one of them settled and wrestled in the Chattanooga area for years. And I guarantee you, our grandparents and our parents, this was their favorite wrestler growing up. This was their Ric Flair, but I'll give you number nine Jackie and Don Fargo.
1: Fargo. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: that's good.
1: That's good. So. That's a that's outstanding.
2: Randall, we'll go with number eight. What's your number eight team?
0: All right. Gotta stop here. Number eight made my list to, My number eight is what actually bumped uh Jay Youngblood and, and Ricky Steamboat off my list because I was going through my list and I said, I feel like I left somebody off. I feel like I left somebody off. And I really had trouble slotting this team. I had them anywhere from four to eight. But I settled with them at number eight. The greatest mass team in the NWA history to me. The Assassins. Joey Joey Hamilton, Tom Renesto. The original Assassins, of course, Joey Hamilton went on to carry on the assassins with other partners. But Tom Renesto ended up being the booker in Mid-American Championship Wrestling based out of Chattanooga here. So Tom Renesto ended up all that wrestling went on down at the Memorial Auditorium. It was out of the mind of Tom Renesto. Wow. wow. Uh, what great, a great time. Great time in wrestling. I used to come with my uncle Leon, God rest his soul. We would go to Nicky's and get a hamburger and a Coke, then go over to the Memorial Auditorium and watch Jackie Fargo was bigger than life to me. So that's wow. my number, that's my number nine. And then at the same time in the area was the mask assassins. Everybody needed their evil team. So the Fargo's and the assassins wrestled so many times but uh i love the mask assassins got to know i don't know if y'all know and i'll I'll cut it off nick patrick of wcw fame the referee i got to know nick a little bit is the son of joey hamilton the original assassin so i did know nick a little bit got to got to hear his dad's story it was awesome so over to you jeremy
1: so I think I've done file, I've already fouled up. I gave you guys two the last time.
2: That's right. I gave no, you two. You're good. You're, good. you're so my, you my, number
1: 8. Okay. So all right, good. I was afraid I'd mess something up. All right, so ahead.
0: 8 and 7 this time.
1: Yeah, so go wa- number
2: 8 then go number 7.
1: Okay. So I want to I want to talk about the one of the three man teams. All right unique concept. Uh but I'm gonna put it number eight. I'm gonna put the Russians. Nice. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Ivan and Nikita Koloff with Crusher Khrushchev. Uh nice.
0: very nice I like that one. And you I like that one a lot. I like that one so much. You're about to hear about it. Go
1: ahead. All right so <laughs> this this is why this is why Because the heel factor, you got to think about 84, 85, the Cold War is still going on.
0: Yes.
1: You know, Ronald Reagan, you know, all those things, all these things are happening. You know, Chernobyl took place in, in, you know, in the 86, I think, somewhere in that neighborhood. So you got to think about all. And when I saw those Russians, man, I'm like. Dang those Russians, you know, and, uh, they were, they were dominant. Of course, you know, Ivan long career, uh, really good heel, good wrestler. stiff. I <laughs> wouldn't want to get in a ring with Ivan Koloff. And then you throw in Nikita, uh, who, you know, we know now is, uh, is a very successful evangelist, uh, which I, I've heard him. You know, uh, he just had that look, dude. Shatoyta, you know, Tony Shavani. You know, he had the. Yeah, I mean, I really thought they were Russians. I didn't know he was from North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and then you stole Khrushchev in there. Which here's the only thing I don't like about that. That he he didn't even try a Russian accent. So it's really hard for me to believe that Crusher Khrushchev, who, who I mean, is there a better Russian name <laughs> than Crusher Khrushchev? He, he sounded like me or you talk. So, I, you know, in retrospect, that, you know, but those three, any combination of the two, very formidable tag team. Uh, really, I mean, and Magnum, hey, look, throw in a singles with Koloff, Magnum T.A., and Nikita Kolov, oh, my gosh. But they didn't need the titles either, even though they held, uh, I believe it was the uh, U.S. heavyweight titles, I think. Uh, uh, but they didn't need them. Heels. Heels. <laughs> booze. I mean, you get booze. So, all right. So, that's, that's on that one. So, that's the Russians. Number seven. Both of these guys had great singles career. Uh, one of them. <laughs> still still got a career. Uh, I'm talking about Sting and Luger. Uh, Lex Luger and Sting. So, I, total package. You know, yes, he, he was a little, it, it, you know, he lacked a little bit. But, gosh, God, the guy looked fantastic. He looked like a billion dollars. And then you got Sting in there. And, uh, you know, they were the young. The young tag team, the full of energy. Uh, I just thought they were awesome. I mean, I, I'm always, I've always been a Sting fan. Sting, Sting fan, anyway. So, uh, th- that's number seven for me. I think they did. Help, they held the NWA tag team titles a couple of times at least that I know of.
0: They did, and and you may hear their name on my WCW list just because I I, I, I more closely associate them. WCW, right, right. My number seventeen is the Russians. I'm Cruise <laughs> and, and I can I can clean this Cresser Cruise thing up for you. He was an American, and he turned his back on America to join the Russians. See, I
1: didn't, I missed that.
0: Yeah, that was like you had to have Mid Atlantic TV when they first formed, he even had a tattoo of an eagle turning its back on his arm. So uh, it was pretty depth. But I, I want to expand on that more. Ivan Koloff, wh- I got to train with Ivan when I was trying to get into wrestling. He is also the smartest man I ever met as far as telling you the truth. And he told me, this ain't for you. So <laughs> that's <laughs> You're about to get your college degree. You're big, but you're not athletic. This is not for you. Go have a great life. This is a tough life. And I loved Ivan Koloff. And uh, Ivan is probably forgotten was the original person who took the WWF title off of Bruno San Martino. So that Mm -hmm. makes Ivan was a legend. Uh, the Russians we've cut co- and great, you're right. Nikita was a young superstar. Barry Dorso as Kusher Khrushchev will be on my list again when we get to the WWF. I don't think a doubt.
2: the Repo um, I, Man. I'm, I'm really surprised. <laughs> uh, I'm really surprised that it took us four picks or four picks to get to having the same tag teams on both lists. You know, I, I really thought it would be a little bit further along, but it took four picks. So well, Randall Randall,
1: Randall went way back, man. He went uh, way back.
2: So Randall, let's go with number six.
0: Number six, going way back again. The greatest, one of the greatest, uh, greatest tag team feuds in history was with the Funk Brothers. They also famously turned heel after a career of being faces to feud with Ricky Steamboat and Jay Youngblood over the NWA territory, NWA World Talent Team Championship in the Mid-Atlantic Territory. Uh, One of the brothers, former world heavyweight champion, I give you Jack and Jerry, the Briscoe brothers, (laughs) seven.
2: (laughs) Nice. Very good. (laughs) Hey,
1: I'm dealing, man. I'm dealing. Nice, nice. Right,
2: bootleg Double J. Who's your number sixteen?
1: Number six. Uh, back to the three-man tag. I think y'all know where I'm going with this. Michael P.S. Hayes, buddy Jack Roberts, in Chattanooga. If I'm right, Chattanooga's own Terry Gordy, or used to ride the school bus with his cousin or with his nephew. His name was Curtis Gordy. You're out there. (laughs) (laughs) Curtis Gordy. Uh, The Freebirds. Here's what I loved about the Freebirds. Gordy could work. Big man. Was he about 6'5", 300 pounds, somewhere in that neighborhood. Big man could work. Buddy Jack could work. Underrated. And then you had Michael Hayes, and Michael Hayes was all personality. It worked because they had everything. It may have been three guys, but they had everything. Um, Michael Hayes, you know, I, I was listening to something the other day, and, you know, he cut a promo uh, It's probably around 87, something like that. I uh, may have, I may have got it confused with something else, but he was you know he 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 wanted to challenge Ric Flair for the title in, in you know independently, but uh, from the Freebirds. But Freebirds, this version, not Jimmy Jam and Michael Psas. I'm talking about this clearly. version, clearly. Yes. Clearly. Uh, look, feuding with the Von Ericks. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's like picking on God. In Texas, when you, you 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 jump on the Von Erichs, man, you're in trouble. Uh, but to me, they were unique. They were cool at the time. Now, you know, if you look back and you see all them rebel, all the rebel flags and all that stuff, you know, people take issue with that now. Uh, but they had it, and the light, one of the promos I listened to. He was talking about they said we couldn't cut an album we did they said we couldn't hold, have a concert. we did <laughs> you know they were able to do uh so much, and uh you know Terry left us early buddy jack same same there, and then you still have michael <laughs> Michael's still going yeah, I think he's second i'm I'm wondering if he'll live who will live longer him or Rick <laughs> 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 you know um. Uh, my family, they were cool. They were just cool.
2: All right. We're, to, we're at the number five spot now. Uh, Randall, you want to get that commercial in real quick before we go top five?
0: Yeah, let's do that. We got some comments, too. Uh, I can't show that one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank hey, you. I'll say it real fast, too. We're 25 minutes in. Everybody knows Reckless Speculation. Robbie Davis, my friend, Uh friend of the network, friend of all of us, is, uh, and he don't push it on here, he is an attorney with Davis Kessler and Davis. And they're currently uh, in the final nominations of the best of best of Chattanooga. And this is a little something they've released and just let it play and we'll be back in about 15 seconds.
2: When you are hurt, we are here to help. Right now, we need your help. Vote for Davis Kessler and Davis for the best of the best personal injury law firm. Voting is now open at
0: bestofchat.com. You know, we 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 give a lot of entertainment for free on here. Go support <laughs> Robbie and, and, and his endeavors. So. Anyway, right, gentlemen. number five, right? Is it on me?
2: Yes, sir. We're at number five. Here's what I'd like to do is... Have a debate, then a counter debate, whether or not that tag team should be there or not. Randall, you're up.
0: All right, at number five, the probably dominant tag team of the 70s and 80s in the NWA, what gave birth to the Four Horsemen? Was the storyline of Ric Flair being the cousins, of the Anderson brothers. And I give you at number five, the original Minnesota Wrecking Crew, Ole Anderson, Gene Anderson, six times NWA World Tag Team Champions. Booker, Ole Anderson, Booker in Atlanta and Mid-Atlantic at the same time. At one point I had them as the number one tag team in this list. But when I settled down and I wrote it out, what gave birth to the biggest revolution in pro wrestling was Gene retired, Iron comes on. They continue the storyline with Ric Flair as their so-called cousin. Bring Tully in, the Andersons, Tully, Ric Flair become woo, and we all know what that becomes. But the first incarceration was actually three brothers, and that being Oley, Gene, and their kayfabe brother Lars then they brought in their nephew Iron great great story
2: I agree Jeremy how you how you feel about that Well I mean
1: no I, I you know again uh I caught the tail end of uh Gene you know as far as seeing him and, and I didn't watch him wrestle much so you know I'm more familiar with with Ole, with Olie and Iron. Of course, but uh, man, they were—you know—I know Oli was tough, and and no, I've heard Gene stories, uh, and they, for me, they they kind of exemplified a tag team in that era for sure. They beat and, the holy <laughs> crap out of you,
0: uh, and they they had such good opponents to work with too. They made stars out of yeah. other guys.
1: So I will say this, uh, you know, on a negative there, and again, my criteria was different. And, and of course, if, had I been present to watch, you know, a, a, at least a window of their careers and their tag team together, I might feel differently. Uh, to me, though, there, there was not really that much impressive about the guys as far as, you know, charisma. Uh, but they just beat the crap out of people. And, you know they wasn't they wasn't impressive looking. They they didn't have you know. Gene was you know. My remembrance of Gene was you know right at the end of his career he had a little shake to him. Uh, you know and so I, I wasn't really impressed. Now had I like I said had I saw them at their genesis and and you know when they were younger I I would probably feel different. But I, I just really I'm like eh, eh. <laughs> these guys you know they. They're tough, no doubt. Legit tough, uh, but I just wouldn't they, – they didn't make me feel one way or the other.
0: Gene looked that way when he was young too. i just go ahead and tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I'll tell you. One thing that they did that I thought was the greatest thing in tag team wrestling, they always worked the arm, and that was the storyline in every – they would arm bar. They would slam them on the arm. And they'd make everybody submit. And I don't know why more tag teams don't do that. That was just a great storyline.
2: Good so. deal. All right, Jeremy. Let's see your number five.
1: Okay. Uh, the reason I laughed a while ago was because uh, he's already, Randall's already mentioned my number five. And well, it was before, I,
2: I haven't really saw Randall's list, but I'm pretty sure you already mentioned one of his. But go ahead.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So. <laughs> this is going from, and again, my main criteria was how did they make me feel, you know, how, or how do I feel about them? Um, this one is a little different because I didn't have the experience, just the same thing with Gene and, and Oli, I guess. Is that, is that right? It was Gene and Oli. Gene yeah. and Oli. So, yeah, so uh, I just threw one in here for nostalgia, just for the simple fact of the number of titles they held, right? I didn't get to watch them, uh, but Jack and Jerry Briscoe, I, I had to put them in there because if you look at their accolades, you look they've they held every NWA tag team title there was to hold, and and Jack being NWA World Champion at one time uh you know the and on top of it these guys would could whip tail they were legit athletes uh very decorated collegiate athletes uh as far as jack especially jack stuck out more than, than jerry i believe uh but i mean i you look at the list and i pulled the list up again just to look at it i mean North American tag team, NWA North American tag team champions, NWA Southern, he was Southern heavyweight champion on his own, United States tag team champion. Uh, gosh, I mean, you just keep going and going. Georgia tag team champions, uh, the national, I mean, Eastern states heavyweight champion for Jack on his own, uh, and then they held the world tag team champion. Uh, kind of the mid-Atlantic version three times with Jerry. So, those two guys and, and you know, and I'm kind of being a hypocrite here because I, I kind of knocked Gene and Oli. These guys were not impressive either. Uh, <laughs> but just, I just had to, I just, they always stuck out to me because I've heard and read enough about, you know, the Briscoes and then more, especially Jack's uh, solo career. But Look, I'm being a a politician here or hypocrite, so I'm just putting them in there, though, because I feel like I had to go back to some old school tag team and have them in in there because they deserve to be in there.
2: Okay, Randall, how do you feel about that?
0: If you could see this list, the Briscoes are number (laughs) I switched it from the list (laughs) to put the, the motor wrecking crew at number five and the Briscoes. Hey, let me tell you one thing about the Briscoe. Of course, I think they're a top five. They were legitimate bad men, too. All-American wrestlers at Oklahoma. I'll tell you something else. They're Native American. Yes. Eric Keys, and they didn't play that part in wrestling. They didn't come out in headdresses. They were just Jack and Jerry Briscoe, bad men that really, really uh, were just Absolutely the toughest guys. I love Jack and Jerry. If I'd known he had them at, nine, at number five, and I had the Minnesota Wrecking Crew at six. So that was one of the ones, if you remember me saying, I could switch five and six, but five and six are five and six in my list. So that was exactly where I had them listed.
1: I could, how would you, let me just throw this out there. How would you like to see those two fight each other? <laughs> those two tag teams.
0: It was uh, was a a great, great, and you know, and the ironic part of it, I think uh, we're going to be pretty close the rest of the way out. I think this started a run. I have a feeling uh, we're going to cross a lot of the same territory.
2: All right, let's get to it and see if we cross or not. Uh, JJ, number four.
1: All right, you know what? Any tag team list. Would be incomplete without Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. I look, I couldn't stand them. I'll just go ahead and put it that I, I hated him. I hated Tully Blanchard. <laughs> you know, I didn't think he was all that good looking. And I could and never could understand why Baby Doll <laughs> <or> <laughs> was it Baby Doll? Did I, <laughs> I, I, never, I never could understand what the attraction was there. Uh, but listen. One of my, two of my favorite moves, period, and that is the slingshot <laughs> suplex, right? Yep, and you want to guess
0: the brain buster?
1: I love the spine buster. Bind when up. I see it, well, even when I see it now, and it gets kind of glossed over, but when Arn Anderson hit that spine buster, man. That make you come out of your seat. Uh, so, those guys, champions. Of course, we know they crossed over, uh, and we'll probably talk about them maybe on another list. I'm not sure, but I, I couldn't stand them. They were heels. Arn Anderson is one of the best heel promos there ever was, and and he had the look. And you know, I know they wasn't really related, but he got that Gene Anderson. Gene, because he looked like he was about 40 when he was 28, <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, but great tag team. Loved them. I mean, I hated them, but I appreciate the fact, you know, they made me they made me dislike them, right? Heels.
2: Randall, your thoughts?
0: I chose the Minnesota Wrecking Crew over the Brainbusters or or Tully, simply because – when you look at Tully and Arn's time together, it was very short. I mean, they were about a two or three year. And, and I, I'm not talking about the Horsemen, because a long time while they're in the Horsemen, it was yes. Arn and Ole, mm-hmm. and was either the world's TV champion or the U.S. champion. It really wasn't until they brought Luger in that Arn and Tully become a tag team. Now I'm going to have Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard on my list, but I think you'll see them somewhere else where they were a tag team and a tag team only.
1: So without going into that, let me just say this: you have no idea how cool it was.
0: Oh, coolest to,
1: to to see those guys in the NWA. Yeah and then to see them elsewhere that was was. the coolest to me that was so cool to see those guys and we'll talk about that another time
0: in my head and and I can't get it out of my head Tully and Arn is a WWE tag team and I know that's horrible but they were the horsemen I think of them as individuals WCW and NWA
1: that's blasphemy, Randall. Uh, <laughs> That's blasphemous. Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, but say, I,
0: If I think of Arne Anderson, I know most people think of him as a, a tag teamer. I think of him as the world's greatest world's TV champion. That's my first thought.
1: So. But think about this, though. These guys are still contributing to the wrestling business today. Both of them.
0: They're going to be on my list. This, this one.
1: Great. T- Tully Blanchard can still talk. And Arn can too. Uh, you know, they, they're just so good.
0: Of one other point uh, I, I will make. I don't even think they were the best tag team in the Horsemen. Because my favorite match was Barry Windham and Ric Flair as a tag team against somebody else on my list. My favorite match of all time. We're gonna run into probably here about number three.
2: So let's hear your number four then. Number four.
0: Well, all I'm gonna say is (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh my goodness
0: and they will be on another list and they'll probably be number one on my other list mm. wow back- oh. but I'm talking about I'm not talking about any version other than Michael P.S. Hayde Terry Bam Bam Gordy Buddy Jack Roberts the yep. Bat- was free birds. and here's what I love and Jeremy's already hit on it Every man in that audience thought they could kick Buddy Jack's ass. Every woman in that audience thought Michael Hayes was the (laughs) prettiest ever seen. Every man in that audience wouldn't go out back with Terry Gordy on their best night because he was -hmm. in that arena. No sir. A little history, and I don't know if everybody knows this. uh, I actually saw. Terry Gordy and Michael Hayes in 1979 at the Memorial auditorium as Terry Gordy and Michael Hayes. Uh, Russell, Bill Dundee and Jerry Lawler. Nice. It was great. They weren't the free birds. They were, they were a version of the free birds that hadn't flown yet. They'd go to Memphis and start becoming the free birds. And then, the famous Memphis, which is we're gonna hear a lot about it. There was a huge exchange of talent at Memphis and New Orleans. And a lot of things got changed. And the Freebirds end up working for uh Bill Watts down Bill. in the midst. <clears throat> and he hated Michael Ayes' work. <laughs> <laughs> hated I can see One that. His work, hated his work. So Buddy Jack Roberts was actually Buddy Roberts and Jerry Brown of the Hollywood Blondes for decades. Uh, he had Buddy Roberts there in his territory and he gave him Buddy Roberts and said, here, work with Buddy, Michael, you do the talking. And they became a sensation from that point. It is one of the few times in wrestling that I could completely mark out for somebody. Everybody on this list, they are my favorite team. So I have people hired, but there was nobody cool. And when it comes to the Rebel flag thing, man, I agree with a, a lot of it. It don't play well. But in 1980, it was not the missile heat that, that it is now. And there was a bunch of African American folks in the same arenas that I was in, and they loved the, the free birds. I even heard Michael Hayes address it one time go, you know, we didn't know. 40 years ago, we didn't know. what right. We didn't look at it. It was just a bunch of crazy Southern boys. I wouldn't yep. wear it now, but back then, I was probably guilty of wearing it then, you know? Yeah. So, I love the Freebirds. And Terry Gordy, rest in peace. I, outside of Ric Flair, maybe my favorite wrestler of all time. I, and, you know, he's right there. Terry Gordy, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair. Love them.
1: Now, so, so think about this. <clears throat> Terry Gordy outside the Freebirds. What about a tag team? And they, we're, they're not on this list. Maybe they should be. They're but what, be about, a, what, about, what about Terry Gordy with Dr. Death Steve Williams?
0: Greatest tag team name in <laughs> history because Japanese doesn't interpret the English well. The name of the team in Japan was the Miracle Violence Connection uh wow oh independent list terry gordy will have i don't know where they'll be at but in the top five Terry terry gordy will be represented twice
1: that's once, scary <laughs>
0: once bird once with dr Death, steve williams he may make it the third time with stan hansen yeah so <laughs> wow. I, terry Gordy's going to show a lot
2: All right, Randall. Let's hear your number three.
0: Well, my number three, I got to have some music for number three, too. I'm sorry, but it's just not the same. (laughs) Uh, The great in-ring tag team wrestler of all time. The greatest mouth uh, in wrestling history. They partnered over time with a couple of different third members, but I particularly... Would welcome from the dark side, lover boy Bobby.
1: <laughs> I love Boy. <laughs>
0: Whatever you want to call Dennis. I get blanked on Dennis. Lover boy
1: Dennis and beautiful Bobby. <laughs>
0: yeah. Stan Lane. I include Stan Lane in it because the run was yep. together. Yep. Uh, that run with Jim Cornette, Bobby Eaton. Stan Lane, Dennis Condry, uh, it was a run that they did together. But I will tell you, the original version of the Midnight Express was Dennis Condry, Randy Rhodes, and Norvell Austin. They moved around, and again, they formed in um, Memphis and was sent to Watts. Uh, I was going earlier, they, they sent Gordian Hayes to uh, New Orleans because they had another blonde tag team they liked better. That was a guy named um, Wayne Ferris and Larry Latham. Wayne Ferris become famous as the Honky Tonk Man and Larry Latham become famous as the Moon Dog. So at the same time they had them, they had uh, the Midnight, they had uh, a Midnight Express version. They had a version of uh, just craziness so they send the Midnight Express down to work in Louisiana because somebody else on this list was down there turning it up and they had to have an opponent. But I think Jim Cornette is JC. God, greatest, greatest promo, maybe in wrestling. Uh, Bobby Eaton, Stan Lane versus Ric Flair and Barry Windham in the UTC arena, Clash of Champions greatest live match I've ever watched. Wow. It was unreal. Horseman win it, but God, it was so good. There's a point in that match where Wyndham and Eaton get down on their knees and Jim Cornette talks about in his podcast and go, they do it all the time. And they would do a whole wrestling section on their knees, whipping off the rope, backdrops, And at the time, I was like, "Well, that's a little odd." But then, when you hear Jim Cornette talk about it, they were so good that they would challenge themselves to do stuff like that. Wow! That was unreal. And Barry Windham, while we don't talk about him a lot in ring, Barry Windham when he was young was as good as anybody in the world. So, number three, I give you the Midnight Express.
1: Wow! I can't. I mean, I can't – I mean, we're, 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 we're probably going to be the same teams, just a matter of uh, – but of I, I can't – you know, I, I, my first experience with the Midnight Express was the with Dennis Condry. I knew that there was another version, the one that you mentioned, uh, and then later on Stan Lane. Uh, but, gosh – you know, I went back to how did they make me feel? I, I couldn't stand them. I mean, I I could I wanted to punch Jim Cornette. I mean, I, he, he, he literally, even though you know he's just playing a part, and he's doing that today still on that podcast. I can't even miss his podcast because I get so mad I want to punch him. But sense. I mean, but I love it. I love. I mean, I I want to listen to it. But he goes on these political spills, and and I really think that's part he's still playing the heel. And I re- I literally wanted to see. I wanted to see somebody get a hold of him, <laughs> and you know, and uh, but I can't. I, I mean, I I I I can't disagree with it and you you'll, you'll kind of understand why when i when go we ahead. get through the list go
2: lid. ahead and give us our, your number 3 then
1: well my my, my number 3 uh, is not that express but it's the other express that we all know and love and that's the rock and roll express uh, so you put those two teams together that was great that was great wrestling and and you know they they i can remember uh well, just you know because back in the day didn't have cable didn't have the ability to get pay-per-view you had to watch that that hour-long program that they i i think it was on Fox. i can't remember who who had it out of the chat of chattanooga Fox
0: 61. You, you would get
1: the yeah you get the hour-long program and I could remember when they were feuding, you know, you're not going to get to see them wrestle each other. And it's like, who won? I can't wait to find out who won, you know? Uh, but rock and roll express. I mean, look, Robert Gibson, Robert Gibson, a little, you know, dry. As far as this promo goes, the guy could wrestle. And then you got Ricky Morton. Y'all have to forgive it If you hear a baby, that's, that's that great baby. Uh, so, uh, Ricky Morton, Sale, play the back. You, you got, you couldn't help to have sympathy for them because they were smaller. They knew how to sail, man. I remember watching them wrestle the Russians and you're thinking, my God, the Russians going to kill these guys. And you, and it looked like they were. But, just innovative, uh, Everything. Uh, I, the only the only problem I have now is that Ricky Morton is still trying to wear the same hairstyle he had back in nineteen eighty five. I mean got let it go, dude. I mean we're in two thousand twenty-two. Uh love to hear him, even now. Uh guys still wrestle in spots, man. And and they don't, you know, they're not the old Rock and Roll Express. But they're not bad.
2: Randall, how do you feel about that?
0: Well, I'm going to talk more about that feud because I have a feeling I'm going to have some things to say later on.
1: <laughs> okay. Rock and roll is here to stay, baby.
0: It was the feud. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way you can't have the Midnight Express and the Rock and Roll Express on this list. It's a feud that covered Mid-South Wrestling, mm-hmm. mid South Wrestling, the WCW. Yes. All over the country as an indie wrestler after they had lost their spotlight. That feud went on for 20 years.
1: It's it's awesome. And and, and you were still invested in it. Hey, so let me throw something else in. And I was doing a little research. And I never watched the match. I'd love to see it. Saw some magazine pictures. I don't know if it was on Twitter or if it's something I looked up. I did not know the Rock and Roll Express wrestled the British
0: Bulldogs. Uh, yeah, it, I I didn't see it, but I did see
1: uh, I I mean the, on that.
0: The the Rock and Roll Express made their way around the world three times I bet. Yeah. And then you think about uh the Rock and Roll Express versus they beat the Russians for the World Tag Team Championship <laughs> in their first appearance in Jim Crockett Promotion.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Uh,
0: Rick Flair uh, and Ricky Morton had a famous feud in the the, a- training,
1: the training garments
0: well, before the rock and roll express it was Ricky and Robert Gibson the Gibson brothers were a monster old territory wrestling team hmm. Ricky Morton and Ken Lucas held the Southwest Tag team championship wow. the CWA championships these guys had successful careers with other tag team partners before they got put together yeah. and, and I'm gonna end it. Cause we're going to run along if I don't, but I'm going to tell you the story Jerry Lawler told on his podcast before he ended because Ricky Morton is the son of a, a famous referee from the Memphis territory. So now they've, they've got Ricky and Robert there. And uh, Robert Gibson's brother was a better wrestler than either one of them. He was great. Ricky Gibson, unfortunately had a car wreck. They're trying to, and Memphis was great for building tag teams. Absolutely, the best territory. And Lawler, Lawler who was booking at the time, said, I, "This will be a, month, but what are we going? To, what kind of gimmick we're going to put them on?" Hmm. So Ricky Morton said they went to the flea market, and bought every bandana, every leopard print, <laughs> every paper print they could, had them on their trunks, and showed up as the Rock and Roll sparrows. And it was born at that point wow <laughs> argument the only argument i might have is i might think they are to be higher
1: wow we'll
2: here in a few minutes all wow. right jj number two
1: number two i've got that other express the midnight express with jim Cornette. so we we've talked about them i i i of course I liked the Rock and Roll Express back then in the day because they, they were the babyface team. And you, you wanted to see, you know, they were smaller. Like I said, they were smaller. You you, you feared for their lives, <laughs> especially the Russians, you know. But then you had the, you know, Midnight Express. You had the extra man there. You had Jim Cornette, that evil, slimy uh you know, I could say other things, but Jim Cornette. So he was always, you know. So it was like they were always outnumbered. But the reason I put the Midnight Express where I did is because I appreciate the heelage. Yeah, <laughs> I hated him. I didn't. I didn't like Beautiful Bobby. I didn't understand why his name was Beautiful Bobby because I didn't see anything beautiful about <laughs> it. What he didn't have the physique. You know, his hair looked weird, even for 1984. Uh, you know, Dennis Condry, lover boy. Who's going to love that guy? He's how hairy and got got that beard. I mean, I didn't really see it. I can't, can't hear you, Randall. You must be on mute.
0: I said I think that was the point.
1: Yeah. So it's like, no, these guys are the opposite of what their names. but. You know, I could buy into Sweet Stan. He was a good-looking dude when he came in. You know, Jim Cornette was a nut, you know. But I just, they were, to me, they were the best heel tag team uh, in the business at that time. I mean, to me, Russians, yes, but, but these guys, I mean, I hate, Jim Cornette put them over the top, you know. You wanted to see them lose, but I put them there because that you have to. It t- look, the old thing is, you guys have heard it. If you're gonna have baby faces, you gotta have great heels. You know, I loved it when he when he broke his leg when he fell out of that scaffold. <laughs> I was in. I'm like, yes, <laughs> and it was a legit injury. Huh.
0: And Bubba
1: Rogers was supposed to catch him. <laughs> that was like, that was hilarious. And he's like, "We couldn't practice it. It's not like you could practice that." Uh, but I put them there. I, I mean, to me, one of the, they could work. They knew how to work. Uh, Bobby, you know, God rest his soul, uh, left us too early. Said, yeah. Hey, another thing about Bobby, I've heard this. You know, of course, none of us. Were, you were kind of there. <laughs> Oh, uh definitely not me. They said Bobby Eaton was the one of the best guys you would ever be around. They said he carried an extra bag everywhere he went with extra everything. And if anybody needed anything, Bobby Eaton
0: had it. Um I, I don't want to derail this, but if you brought I was gonna try not to, but you brought it up. Now I've got to speak to this. I got to know Bobby really good. Um, Bobby, because I was from Chattanooga, Bobby started here, uh, and he knew it well. That bag weighed every bit of 60 pounds.
1: You saw and, that bag.
0: Wow. And, and, and th- they were socks on one end. They were tape all in it. But down in one of the pockets was penny candy. Like you could go just scoop out, scoop out, and he'd hand out candy in the locker room. He had utensils eating it. Somebody said, you need a knife. I never saw Bobby not have what somebody needed in that bag. Wow. I'm, I'm going to share a story with you. Uh, I was working in Huntsville one night. I made $20 to be on the, uh, the ring crew and work security. And I was in college and I got my Chevette, drove down there, worked, um, and I didn't have no money. I was broke. And, I don't know what made him do it, but he saw me standing there. He goes, "Are you hungry?" And I go, "Yeah, I'm starving." He goes, "Well, come back here," and I go back there, and there was four or five buckets of chicken that people had bought and set out there and kind of catering. Bobby Eaton goes, "He's with me. If anybody has a problem with it, he's going to eat." Nice. And wow. That's he cool. Gave me- he gave me $20 many, many nights, and said, Here, get home. Take your girlfriend out. Um, I I I had a conversation with his sister not long ago. Um, there's a fan page called Bobby Eaton Memorial. And I I I went on there and I told I got to tell the world and his sister how much I thought of him as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had it was nice meeting Rick Flair, he was a good guy. He was nice meeting Dusty Rhodes. But as a Christian, as a man who tries to live by faith, uh, I I pray I'm as good an example of charity and faith as Bobby Eaton was wow. because he's that great of a guy. Wow. And You know, it was nothing for him to say, did you eat today? And you go, yeah. And him show back up and have a hot dog and give you a hot dog a little later. Just that's who he was, man. Nothing man, that's.
1: I'm glad you shared that, man. That's awesome. That, that is that is cool. Huntsville, Alabama's own Bobby Eaton. All right, <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, Randall, you're number two.
0: Well, I think my number two probably just going to lead into Jeremy's number one, just to be honest. Get it out of the way and talk about it because obviously my number one is not
2: going to be <laughs> –
1: <laughs> I knew we were heading this way.
0: <laughs> now, in all my days, and I wasn't. I got to work maybe twenty shows a year. Worked security, bought, helped the guys in, took them out, set up the ring. So I was nothing uh, in this. I have no claim to fame. But I got to see a lot of wrestling. Yeah. Or two tag teams that no matter where you were at in that arena, you knew they were headed to the ring. And even the guys out back called it the Road Warrior Pop. (laughs) That music came on, that place went crazy. Uh, Gone Too Soon, Hawk Animal with Mm Precious Paul. They were a team. Paul was as much a part of this as Hawk and Animal was. Mm-hmm. I can honestly say when this is all done four weeks from now, that's gonna be my number one tag team because I know how many lists they're gonna show up on. And they're mm-hmm. gonna show up on every list we make.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> right.
0: But the reason my number one is not is over the road warriors because they had the same kind of pop. It was just about 20 years younger and female. But the Road Warriors are single handedly uh, the greatest tag team in wrestling history. Their run in the NWA was from Georgia as the national tag team champions. Um, they were gone before the WCW. They might be the only team that that might be the only list they don't make is the WCW list. Hey, baby. Right. Great work at New Japan Pro Wrestling and I'm WJP. AWA World Tag Team Champions. Of course, WWE Tag Team Champions. Only team, only team in history to hold the WCW, AWA, and WWE World Tag Team Champions. I give you Hulk and Animal. <laughs> Warrior. And I don't care what WWE called them the Legion of Doom. That's the Road Warriors
2: that yeah. well I, I would like to go to jeremy and ask his opinion but i don't think i should at the moment so, uh, <laughs> randall let just go with your number one pick now
0: my number one pick is because they were nwa wrestling tag team wrestling for over two decades they represented it and still to this day they represent tag team wrestling they are the excellence of tag team wrestling Everybody talks about that Road Warrior pop. It was great, and it was unique. But you put 5,000 post-16-year-old girls in an arena, and you <laughs> rock Robert Kip- <laughs> It is a sound that you will never forget. They went on to do great things outside of the NWA. The match with the Russians is the greatest intro match walk into the promotion win the W or the nwa world tag team championships uh it was a great match if you haven't seen it go to youtube and watch it i got one other reason i want to talk about them as my number one team and that goes to this they feuded everybody the midnight express the horseman <laughs> Uh, you know, they were a team that you could plug in with anyone. You no matter how bad they were, you could put them in there, and they were the baby face. And mm-hmm. when or Ricky Morton would be getting destroyed, and he'd be there. And Jim Cornette talks about it in his podcast, and I've seen it personally. Ricky Morton, 15 minutes into the match, would crawl on his knees and grab the bottom rope and the second rope. And he'd reach his hand out towards the first word, "row," and he would just go. And that place would just go, <laughs> none, none. And he would sit to, I mean, look at the crowd. And he would be like, "Someone help me, help me!" And then the hot tag to Robert Gibson. Absolutely nothing like it. Do I think they're the greatest working tag team? No. Do I think they're the probably the Biggest drawing tag team? Yes. Do I think they're the biggest, most popular tag team? No, because I think that's the Road Warriors at their eye. Yeah. But it is legendary. And I will tell you why I think that they went away for a while. And and everybody knows I love Dusty Rhodes. I love Dusty. I love you, Dusty. God rest your heart. Uh, Dusty was the booker in Mid Atlantic Championship Wrestling. And Mid Atlantic Championship Wrestling would run two shows one would be the A. I- be Charlotte, Norfolk. (coughs) The B-Town would be headlined by the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express. Mm -hmm. Dusty actually got his butt tapped because the Rock and Roll Express was out drawing money of Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair at the top of the the A card. And they packed people in, uh, and I don't know, but aren't they headlining the Ric Flair show or do we not know this yet?
1: I don't. You know that's the that's the first thing that I heard, and then I haven't. I don't think so. Uh, I I haven't heard. I haven't heard otherwise.
0: They they were just on AEW television not long ago. They're yeah. still relevant. They were at an autograph signing in Knoxville, and they said the line went all the way out of the Civic Coliseum. The longest, oh yeah, line up there was to see the Rock and Roll yeah. Express. And I'm yeah. not a fan of the Rock and Roll Express. I used to say I am the anti-rock and roll express because I was a 25-year-old male that listened to heavy metal. That exact <laughs> but <laughs> how their place. There's only two tag teams that was uh, every list I made, there was only two tag teams at one and two. And that was the Road Warriors and the Rock and Roll
2: Express. Mm. All right, wow. Jeremy, your thoughts on that real quick. Well,
1: I'm glad you brought that up about them selling out the B show, because I was going to mention that. You, you, Redo, you had more details, so I'm glad you was able to throw that in there. But yeah, so yeah, the 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 noise from the crowd is because it was all those 14, 15 year old girls and the the high pitched scream. <laughs> that hey, even on TV, you could hear. You know, you could you could do you could hear it.
0: They used to say around the arena that the Rock and Roll Express, put more girls into puberty than Elvis. <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, hey, may be right. Uh, well, I guess, uh, you know, there's no suspense here. Uh, <laughs> there's not really any suspense. You, y'all would slip out if I said Wahoo McDaniel and, you know, I don't know, <laughs> Ronnie Garvin or something. Manny Fernandez, Rick Rude, <laughs> somebody like that. Uh you know, my number one uh and again yes yeah. listen you gotta think about it and talking about how it makes you feel. So these guys didn't they never needed a title. Although I always wanted them to win one. They had the six man with Dusty. They carried that for a while, a good while. Uh, but the Road Warriors, there was just something about that, that that Fox 61 hour long show that I got to watch, that studio show. When that music hit <laughs> and you knew the match was going to be over because it was it was enhancement talent or jobbers. The match was over before the music stopped. <laughs> and I there was just something about. The fact that they came in and they just mopped the floor with people, and and you believed it because these guys were legitimately tough, huge. The, the you know we referenced it with the warlord and the barbarian that little feud when uh, Hawk was injured, they had the bench press contest. Y'all remember that? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the 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 you know you wanted it was kind of like if you were getting picked on at school because i I did i was picked on at school and you know and and you had certain group and then you had these other this other bad dude you're like i wish they'd pick on them and they would whip their rear end i like to see them get i mean that's one of those things where you wanted the horseman or somebody to pick on them because you wanted to see them get their comeuppance you know from the road warriors uh, you know, you go all the way through, Randall. I agree with you. They're going to be on other lists. New Japan. Yes. Uh, I, I actually I don't know where this match was. I didn't go too far, but Animal press Slamming and Hulk Hogan uh, was that was pretty awesome. I saw saw a video clip of that. But Japan, they were huge. AWA they were huge when they made an appearance in the NWA. You go on into WWF. I still don't think they got what they uh, deserved in the WWF, but my number one is Hawk, Animal, the Road Warriors. And you throw, hey, you might want to throw Rocco in there also. <laughs> throw, throw Rocco in. <laughs> y'all, y'all don't know what I'm talking about when I say Rocco, do you? <laughs> Paul, Paul Ellering, great manager.
2: Well, um, y'all's list are pretty close to being the same five through one. So, you know,
0: they did hold the NWA tag team titles. Um, and, That's right. They did. And the problem was, and how we all set up in a second, I just want to make one comment about this. The reason it was hard to give them that, this was always what you heard backstage. You can't, it was like giving Andre the Giant the World Wrestling Championship. Who's mm-hmm. going to beat Andre? If right. you give the titles to the Road Warriors, who's going to beat the Road Warriors? Right. And, and I'll, I'll also bring up the team, and we talked about them, and we might have the, I might have them too low at number four. The team that got the most besides uh, the Powers of Pain, out of the Road Warriors was the Midnight Express those guys would fly and bump all over the place for the express but yep. it it was just hard it was hard to find teams that could match up with um Hawk and animal I mean it was almost impossible so um I, and I did love the dusty magnum ta versus the road warriors feud that was great wow. So, they, they just really feel Spike into Dusty's eye. And... <laughs> Spike and <I. laughs> They got fired over that too, um eventually.
2: I'm really surprised that nobody mentioned the four horsemen all together as far as being a tag team. I know they was mentioned kind of separate, but not really being, you know, y- y'all mentioned some trios, as they call it now
0: teams, mm-hmm. the Russians
2: and all that, but nobody really mentioned the four horsemen, so did y'all really consider them as a, all four being a tag team together, or was that even remotely thought about?
0: I, I'll go first, and you can answer, again, I'll go back, to me, the horseman was, uh I did have the horseman when I put the Anderson brothers in there, because the original horseman, Rick Flair, Oli Anderson, Arn Anderson after Gene had retired, and Tully Blanchard. So I guess I didn't say the horsemen, but my head, the Minnesota Wrecking Crew is the horsemen. I know he brought up uh, Tully and Arn who were the horsemen. I think the better tag team was Flair and Wyndham, but no, I never thought about... I always think of them as individuals and not really as much as tag team. I even think, like I said... Arn Anderson said it himself on his podcast. He goes, "Rick Flair was the greatest world heavyweight champion of all time. I am the greatest world TV champion of all time, and I mm-hmm. carried the title just like Rick Flair carried the world or uh, the the world title." He said, "I had a responsibility. I was the co-main event or the match before the main event. My job was to go over, get over, and prepare the crowd for Flair." And he said it too. He said, my job was to take pinfalls for the horseman. Arn Anderson took more elbows and pinfalls than any man in the history of the world. So him and Dusty started, I think there was 50 war games and him and Dusty started like 47 of them. Mm. uh, The one team, I, I had Gordian Williams on my list. and We talked about that. And I know it kind of previewed that. Um, the other team that I didn't know, and, and, and see, there's there's Aaron and Tully on my list at number eight, and I kind of marked yeah. it off. Um, the other team that I didn't know what to do with that I wanted to put on this list, And you jokingly said it, but um, Manny Fernandez and Rick Rude was a Mm -hmm. major team with a bomb run in the NWA before WCW. Uh, Matter of fact, they stole the NWA tag team titles. There was one that I wanted to put on there. Uh, The interns was another one, another mass team out of Chattanooga. But uh, the one that I didn't put on the list, that someday I'm going to go back and look at this list and say, hey, you're an idiot, was (laughs) Robert Fuller, Colonel Parker, as you know him, and Jimmy Golden, who Bunkhouse Buck. But Robert Fuller and Jimmy Golden probably held more regional tag team titles in the NWA than any team alive. And then in the WCW, that was, of course, Colonel Parker and Bunkhouse Buck. Tell oh,
2: me your thoughts on the four horsemen. Now,
1: I—I I be honest with you, Howie, I—I I didn't, I never, I always thought of them as Rick Flair, world champion, and then back, you know, Randall referenced it, and then you had the world TV champion, Arn Anderson. Uh, did Tully, Tully Tully held that too? Right. Yeah, yeah. So Tully.
0: didn't you had for a long time.
1: So I always kind of thought of it like you always had two individual titles in a tag team. So that would be Arn or, or Oli and Arn, and then Arn and Tully. And I always, I, I just, I, I never thought of Flair. You know, I mentioned him and Valentine. Uh, hey, hey. At the, yeah, but, you know, Flair, I'd always thought of him as just, he was the world champion you know, well, on his own. Weird.
2: Instead of seeing them as a team, mm-hmm. you more or less saw them as a group of four just kind of hanging out and probably partying and drinking beer. Yeah, it was well, been- well, that's actually what they did. So, Room 806 <laughs> in the
1: Marriott.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Funny, if you said bring the top 10 factions of all time, they would have been... That number- would been- the- oh, Yeah. Former-
2: you know, yeah. we... would we have been on this. We've but I, we got a lot more coming up.
0: Oh, and boy. That
2: may be one of them. Yeah. So I, I've got a couple quick questions for you. I know we, we're running long. Get oh, off here real quick. So uh, which tag team out of your top five had the best entrance music?
1: I'll take that one. Road Warriors, hands down. Now, now let me say that. Let me say Road Warriors because Iron Man got me. It still does love Iron Man. No, you know, that's before copyright, copyright got them, I guess. Number two, Midnight Express. I love love it. I go crazy when FTR comes out. That's the kind of the modern uh, version of that. Loved it. Love it.
0: I agree with Jeremy, but I'm going to throw one more at him. And I did not enjoy it. And I played it because I figured I wouldn't get copyrighted <laughs> on the back. <laughs> But Michael P.S. Hayes dancing on the top rope, looking over at Kevin Carey, Von Eric, while the while the Freebird plays around is it, it's there. Uh, I also I love that horseman intro that get doesn't get you know where they the horses make the noise and it's like da, 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 da. yeah. But by far, and, and when he was talking about it, I got goosebumps. There's nothing like Iron Man, and just like, yeah, it, and they didn't walk to the ring; they sprinted. And you knew somebody, oh, they, somebody was gonna get killed. <laughs> I remember being backstage, and there was two. Um, Rocky was one, one of them. Y'all remember Rocky? <laughs> yeah. And I remember who was. And uh, I was backstage, and 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 I was like, I said something because a lot of times you'd say, "Oh, who you got tonight?" And I looked at Rocky. I said, "Who you got?" And he goes, "I'm taking ass whipping tonight. I got the Road Warriors."
1: <laughs> they knew it.
0: <laughs> He's like, "I just might as well get ready to go to the hospital or something, maybe. And they're gonna. He goes. I, he goes, and they don't know how not to hurt you. That's just who they are. That's all. Yeah, they, <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, go ahead. Go ahead, Howard. No.
2: No, go ahead. I, I got another question. So go. You no, go ahead. ahead.
1: I had a random thought. We'll hold it. I'm, I might bring it up later.
2: Uh, out of your top five, which tag team had the best finishing move?
0: Ooh. Huh. I tell you, I had the worst finishing move. My number one with that double drop kick is about as lame as me. Going yeah, to-
1: great. Oh, Yeah.
0: <clears throat> um. Uh. I don't, I don't like the doomsday advice. I'm not crazy about it. Um, as physical as the Road Warriors were, that just seemed like a, a, end. Uh, totally, you know what? I'm gonna go with the Alabama Slam, the Midnight Express. Bobby wrote mm. Bobby off the top row with that leg was. That's not so bad. Pretty, and and you know what? They don't praise uh. him. They do like Jimmy Superfly Snuka, who come off chest first. I'm not sure coming off with the leg and giving the leg drop hitting harder on your body and tougher technically to do than just get on the top. Cause you think about it. If you're on <clears throat> every dad that's ever had a kid has gave them the Jimmy Snooker splash on the couch and it's mm-hmm. easy to somebody. But now you go and jump down with your leg on top of a man, you're 230 pounds. And he never hurt anybody, so I'll, I'll go with Bobby Eaton in the Alabama Jam.
1: I I, I mentioned it early. Uh, give me a give me a slingshot suplex, and I give appreciate- me a spine, spine buster. i mean, That's by far the best. I, I I would put the Doomsday Device number three. Uh, but but yeah, the the probably the slingshot suplex for me was always. I loved it. I don't know why I hated Tully, but I I love the slingshot suplex. And, and I see it now. If I ever see it now, and you rarely do, I mean, I, I'm i going to use the term. I pop for it. I'm like, oh, wow. Slingshot <laughs> suplex.
2: <clears throat> Good deal, guys. Randall, you got any closing thoughts on your top five? Oh, And, and
0: I'm going to write to you all. We talked about a lot of tag teams here. And a lot of them wrestled each other is there a tag team match that you never saw in your top 10 or anybody in my top 10 that you'd like to see? And I do have one. So I'll go first. I would have loved to seen the Briscoe brothers versus the road warriors. Cause oh. the Briscoe brothers could keep up with the road warriors. You <laughs> could have legitimately sold that as a tough, guy, tough guy contest. I
1: would dare say on that one, that if that was a legit, that was a shoot fight. I'm taking, <laughs> I, I'm, I have too. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be, yeah, no doubt.
2: So is that one of those matches that you'd have to have an ambulance on standby just in case?
0: Yes. If they broke real, talking Animal was going to the hospital. So,
1: so <clears throat> they they probably, they may have wrestled. I never saw it. So what about the Rock and Roll Express versus the Freebirds? They probably wrestled. However, I, I never
0: saw that. Here's the thing about you can't even find that one on YouTube. And and it was it was in the old Mid South. Right. The Freebirds moved on to WCW WCCW with the Von Ericks. But I'm pretty sure when they were shooting back that somewhere at a Super Dumb show the Freebirds wrestled the but that was should have been That'd a be. huge feud. That should have been a huge feud.
1: No, I'd love that. I'm in on I'm in on that. Uh, I
0: would I was also finishing booking crossing tag team eras. And and I came up with how would you like to sing FTR versus the Midnight Express? Uh. That's all. I'm done. Howie, back to you. You're the host.
2: <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, great show. Enjoyed it. Learned a lot today about about a lot of different tag teams. Um, yeah. yeah, go ahead, Jeremy.
1: No, I'm I going to agree with you. I mean, Randall brought – he brought the history, man. I I mean, I don't know it. I just – you know, but I, it was interesting. Uh, Love the story about Bobby. Uh, so, it was a lot of fun.
0: Hey, and isn't it funny how many of these great tag team wrestlers were in other tag teams and were great too? Like Dennis Condry and Phil Hickerson is a legendary Memphis team. Uh, These guys can work as tag teams, could just do it.
2: Mm -hmm. I actually had one more question, but uh, I'll I'll ask it real quick. Uh, Which ones of your top five, which of the tag teams could have broke off and been the best individual wrestler? Ooh,
0: Jeremy, I got this one. I'm going to go first. And it almost happened. When Tully and Iron left for the WWE, Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane almost got inducted into the four horsemen. I think you could have took those two and made them horsemen in a heartbeat. Bobby Eaton also won the World TV Championship, won the U.S. Heavyweight Championship, had a great tag team with uh, Sir Robert, uh, whatever his name is, was there, uh, Stephen Regal, uh, Yes. The Blue Bloods was mm-hmm. in the most underrated faction of all time. Larry Zabisco, Bobby Eaton, Stone Cold Steve Austin,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Food, The Dangerous Alliance. So I'm going to tell you right now, I think Bobby Eaton, given the right mouthpiece like James J. Dillon (laughs) could have been a world champion. And I'll also say it's a shame, a disgrace that Terry Gordy only held the UWF world championship. He should have held it. If he hadn't done what he done and died at 40, that man would have made a great NWA champion. Great WWE champion. I think about what if Terry Gordy never got sick? What could they have done with Terry Gordy versus Hulk Hogan around WrestleMania five? Oh my gosh. Uh, Wow. Terry Gordy was making, uh, and his family watches this show and still in the area. So I don't mean to, but this has been publicized. Um, Terry, the road warriors, they were making $10,000 a week in Japan and he wouldn't leave Japan to come, you know, be a world champion or be a U.S. champion. He did hold the UWF universal wrestling federation. And he is a two time. Um, uh, no, it's not new Japan. It's the other one. What's well, all Japan wrestling. Their world champion is called the triple crown championship. And he held that world championship twice. So, Terry Gordy should have been NWA champion, even if it's for a month like they did with other people. Terry Gordy was – God, he was Terry Gordy. I'm sorry.
1: No, no, that's awesome. I mean, I agree I agree with you completely. Uh, you know, for me, of course, you, you know, my top five's got Jack Briscoe in there. Of course, he was a legit – now, you, you're asking – who could have been? We know Jack Briscoe Jack Brisco was now from everybody that's left uh, in mind. Arn Anderson being the greatest TV champion ever, and I agree with that. I really think in a different situation, you know, Ric Flair not being Ric Flair, not I think Arn Anderson could have been a fantastic world champion. Because here's the thing: he could wrestle, he, he 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 could cut a promo. He was physically imposing. I mean, he really was. You know, he's a rough guy, but the guy could talk. You know, so in a different world, and you just have Arn Anderson being Arn Anderson out there without Ric Flair being present, Arn Anderson could have made a great world world champion in that era. For the NWA.
0: Greatest money feud to never happen would have been Arn Anderson to turn babyface on Ric Flair. Oh my gosh. Win the WCW NWA world title. My
1: gosh. They would tore, they tore it down.
0: Yeah. And uh, the other storyline would have been that um, I think if uh, they split the free birds up, they, they split everybody up. I think a feud on a national stage of uh, turn whichever one of them you want turn the heel. Ricky and Robert feuding after all their success as a tag team, uh, tell the storyline, Robert Gibson, tired of Ricky always being the star. I'm angry. I'm, I'm upset with you. I'm over you. Sean Michaels, Marty Jannetty. You tell that story that grow, that draws a lot of money too.
2: You know, that, that that was one of the questions I thought about asking, but I didn't was out of your top five tag teams, who was the workhorse out of who who was more of a workhorse than the other one? The Marty Gennetti slash Shawn Michaels type deal. But I didn't ask it. So um if anybody wants to comment real quick, go ahead, but I know we need to get off here.
0: Hey Jeremy, the text you just sent is gonna be a top five in my independent <laughs> When we get to the W A, it's 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 they may be right there with the Free and the Road Warriors.
2: Good deal, guys. Um, great show, I enjoyed it. Uh, join us next time. It will be the W W F slash E or wwwe tag teams of top ten. It'll be the same way. 10 through 6 will be a quick go through, and 5 through 1 will be the heavy discussion part.
0: Well, everybody knows it's going to be Chainsaw Charlie and Terry Funk or Big Fo. I thought it
2: was going to be the Moondogs myself, the Moondog spot and all them.
0: Yeah, moon dogs. Me, can you
1: guys still hear me? Yeah. yeah. Let me go ahead and say this one is going to be tough for me. WWE? Now, I, I think I'm going to feel the same way about this as you were about what you what we just covered so now we're going all the way up to present day correct yes yeah all right
0: it's gonna be tough i I made my list uh just like off the top of my head and it really does get tough uh my list tended to be a little modern day heavy to be honest like i was more historical with this other one But they've been so many great recent tag teams in the WWE, you know. uh, And by recent, I mean 2000 until now. Oh, yeah. I was just like, well, I left this one off. And I'll just go ahead and say it now because they will be in my top ten. I made my first list and I got finished and looked at it. And the Dadgum Heart Foundation wasn't on it. Oh, my gosh.
2: (laughs) I just hope. I just hope one of y'all have the Bushwhackers on there myself, but that's just my my opinion.
0: Hey, they made my NWA. They've been my NWA 15.
1: As as the sheep herders. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> great show. Great idea from Howie Chaney. We'll see you next week. The WWE. Chainsaw Charlie, Mick Foley, top tag team of all time. Nah. Uh, we'll see you next week, and don't forget, vote for uh, Best of Chattanooga, Davis Kessler Davis on Cherokee Boulevard in Chattanooga. Good night. God bless. Drop safe. Two drink minimum, and we're out.